This is the first episode of No Direction Adventurous by the Campside. This is going to be a little behind-the-scenes episode that we're going to do from time to time so that people can catch up on what's going on with the network as it relates to No Direction Adventurous, what's going on with our characters, and like adventurers around the campsite, it's a time for you to get to know us as players. So we're going to start with the news. We've got some good news and unfortunately some bad news. And then everyone's going to get a chance to catch us up on what's going on with them. Param, should we start with the good news or the bad news? I think we should start with the bad news because it's a little All right, the bad news. Now. Yeah, as yeah. people that are watching us, Ari's window is black, well, dark gray for a reason. She will no longer be joining us. She is unfortunately extremely busy at work, so much so that she doesn't even have her evenings free when she's not working during the day. Then she is taking meetings at night and she really just does not have time to commit to a regular recording session of a role-playing game. It happens, we're all... I think everyone can relate to having a group where you just do not meet as often as you'd like to. Yeah. So um, it's a fairly good time in the adventure to write out Vincenza. And it's also, there's a pretty obvious way that we can write out Vincenza since she's been freaking out for a couple of issues now, a couple of episodes about being in the situation we're in. We're all going to miss her. I always enjoy uh, playing with Ari. And when she frees up her time, she's welcome to come back. We just don't know if and when that will happen. So for the time being, thank you to Ari. I think that she really helped us establish our voice as, a, as a, an actual play podcast. And I know that she and her character both had a lot of fans. So hopefully, even without her, you will continue to listen to the rest of us and the adventure that we are going to continue to go on. Is it, is it even really worth it without Ari here? Yeah, you're right. All right, she, well, so that was She was the load-bearing. She was the star, man. Can't just <laughs> replace her. She was our secret weapon. Yeah. She killed everything. I've got concerns. <laughs> Some of you all are going to need to learn to handle the sharp, pointy objects. Yeah. In a group without a tank, she was the closest thing we had to a frontline warrior. You're just gonna Repair them. Why don't you tell us the good news? Okay, so we have a couple of things that have happened. If For those of you that are going to Gen Con, or at least tangently interested in things that happen at Gen Con, because actually what most of what we do involves providing Gen Con to people that can't make it. Um, first, uh, we will be on Thursday night, uh, we will be participating in a very special live game uh, with a couple of the cast members of Dragons and Things and Jason Bowman running um, a very special uh, play on the Gen Con main stage of Pathfinder 2. So that's great. So if you uh, you can get tickets to that right now at Gen Con. I think it's going to be one of the things that Gen Con itself is officially streaming. So you can check their Twitch channel and YouTube channel, etc. Wherever they will be posting that sort of thing to catch us after the fact or live during the performance. And uh, we look forward to seeing anybody that happens to be there. And we're looking forward to uh, getting up on stage and trying this stuff out for realsies. Yeah, that's going to be super exciting. We got to, the, you and I and a couple of other people, including Justin Sluter, who's in chat, mm -hmm. got to play the play, second edition playtest with Jason Bullman mm -hmm. at PaizoCon. But this, from what his tweets indicate, is going to be an original adventure. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's going easy on us. In fact, I think he's kind of putting us through the grinder. Mm -hmm. He is the <laughs> author of Bone Keep, so we will see just what we have to put up with. But whatever he throws at us, I am really looking forward to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was exciting. When we were invited to do this, we were, I think, all quite giddy. Now, mm -hmm. the second thing is actually big news for the network as a whole. You all have been asking us to do this forever. Um, we just have not had the logistic capacity to do such a feat. So 
No Direction is officially teaming up with Paizo itself to live broadcast all the seminars uh, that are occurring at Gen Con as they happen. They will still be recorded. You will still see them in video format on Paizo's Twitch channel. Our podcast network will have the audio. Um, for those of you who are used to going through that channel, but you'll be able to tune in live on Twitch. And there are other things we have. Uh, we're, we're hoping to make that a very exciting event. And um, we, we may have some other details to add to the future as they get unveiled. So you all pr probably want to tune in for that. I'll be very busy at Gen Con. <laughs> the other goal of these campsite uh, episodes is going to be we're just going to chat it up a little bit everyone's going to have i've decided four minutes Ooh. seems like a good amount of time but not too much time if you're worried about filling in all your time to talk about just anything that's on our mind related to adventurous and we haven't really talked about this but our characters have leveled up twice at this point mm -hmm. we just got a third level uh, at the end of last session so i thought that i would talk about how i've changed up xavier and the thinking behind some of the decisions I made. So I'm going to go first. In fact, I figure we'll go left to right in order of our boxes. So Param, you're on deck. I'm on deck. So level three is an interesting level for Xavier because I get a major new class feature as a wit, which is my bard archetype. So I am giving up Inspire Competence, which is one of those cornerstone things. The wit gives up a lot of the things that you think of as core bard class features. I give up Bardic Knowledge. I give Well, I give up Counter Song, which I don't think anyone misses. But I'm um, giving up uh, Inspire Competence this level, and instead I get Cutting Remark, which means that I can wound with my words. I can spend a round of Bardic Performance as a standard action to deal 1d4 non-lethal damage plus my Bard level to a creature within 30 feet. Damage reduction applies to this, but there is no roll involved, there is no save involved. I just can cut you down with my words. Unless right. they have thick skin. Oh. Ah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it is only non-lethal damage, so it will be a good way that I can, you know, clean up some combat. If there's a couple of people that it's like, this guy is clearly on his last legs and we just want to knock him out. But uh, I, it's not going to be a major game changer. I am curious to see how it plays out because it does, the fact that I don't have to do anything, I just have to spend the bardic round to deal damage. I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that used before in a game. Well, Ooh. we're about to find out. Skill-wise, I did a couple of interesting things. I took Linguistics, which is something that I feel like I should have had a rank in at this point just based on my backstory as a, a diplomat. And I got Orc because me and my buddy Karok feels like we've gone way back. But at this point, I figured I would have picked up her native language. And I also took Knowledge Religion since Karok does not have it. And based on Karok's backstory, she learned about Caden Kalian, listened to me talk about Caden Kalian. He! I'm sorry. Karok is such a boy. I'm sorry, Kathy. Thank you for correcting me. I need to have knowledge religion between the two of us just based on making her ba uh, making Karak's backstory work. <laughs> and then I got a couple of new spells. I got a new zeroth level spell, which I cannot believe I did not take this up till now. I took no direction. <laughs> but the main reason I'm taking it is that we've just been lost in a dungeon for days. It's been days, right? We've slept at least once or twice. Uh... Like 12 hours. 12 hours? All right. Well, we've also lost track of time then. <laughs> and Jensa made it seem like it was days. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, no directions to help us the next time we get lost. And just like Vincenza, uh, you mentioned Vincenza. So she was the inspiration for my next, for my first level spell that I'm taking. I took Remove Fear. 
Oh. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly how much spellcasting I'm going to be doing, just because as a player I'm not inclined to think of uh, spells as the solution to problems, although so far I'm pretty happy with how I've been using it. But uh, that one feels like it's also going to be handy, not just relevant to a backstory. Let's see, I've still got one minute left, so... Param, you mentioned that uh, you recommended Lost in Space. This is I'm totally out of character now. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Lost in Space between a couple of episodes of uh, Adventurous a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, so, with the sexy robot. It is a pretty sexy robot. It's very... Uh, Geth, is that the name of the robot mm -hmm. racing Mass Effect? Yeah, it it's is. very yep. Geth-like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, Tina and I finally started watching that, Param, and uh, thank you for the recommendation, because we were both enjoying it quite a bit. Awesome, glad to hear it. It's a yeah, it's, uh, and as we established, I have no previous experience with Lost in Space. I just know it from having a cheesy reputation. And I like that the show is like, it's warm and it's fun, but it's also super intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's so much more scary than the original was. And like, the villain is like one of the most evil characters I've ever seen written. Also, surprisingly, not a lot of space. Yeah, they're they're mostly just lost on planet. But and, and yeah, that, that I goes... figured they'd be off that planet in an episode or two. I mean, but technically, the planet is in space, but like so is Earth. So you could argue that every episode of Lost is also lost in space. That's very. You could true. argue the last eight episodes of Adventurous have been lost in space. <laughs> <laughs> We've been playing Starfinder the whole time. <laughs> 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 Am I going to have to GM that, too? I mean, if you're offering. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I be a player? I'll even be a skittermander. Right. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm you're up. What would you like to talk about? Well, first, uh, Project... Uh, we're still involved in Project Get Katie Member Skittermanders, so we're playing through. Uh, so expect to hear more on that as we organize more games. Uh, but but we, we hope to unlock the Skittermander using the Skittershot Moon, which involves a whole lot of playing of Starfinder and reporting it. They're, they're reporting it's the hard part. Since we were talking about advancing characters, Glanville, I, I play a lot of wizards. I've got a reputation for playing wizards. I figured if we were going to do an actual play, I should probably play a wizard in order to just meet fan expectation. Um, Glanville's a very different kind of wizard than I usually play, because I usually do play... Uh, sort of manipulating control wizards. Um, I, I really usually lean really heavy on the enchantment school and the conjuration school. And so to make this a new experience for me, uh, I am playing Glanville as a straight-up illusionist, so I still get to do a little bit of controlly stuff, but I have banned enchantment so that Ryan's bard can have all the enchantment fun, and I can't even Thank touch you. it. I can't even touch it. I can't charm nothing. I can't sleep nothing. This is so weird for me. Um, <laughs> and then having to rely on pure illusions, which just can don't work on a whole lot of things. So that's going to be fun. Like robot, zombie, they don't care that the wall's not there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be fun. Uh, and I, he's basically been a very interesting playing an older character. I usually play younger characters, as, as I think most players do. Uh, so I, I enjoyed playing an elder statesman, and it's fun going through Adventurous with all of your characters, and, and then trying to think, well, what would 
my old teacher say in this situation? He would probably encourage them to think for themselves and solve their own problems. <laughs> um, Put on that hat. Oh, yes. And, and put, Wig. Well, that was to demonstrate something to Xavier. I needed to show him. Well, this is obviously a hat of disguise, and this is how it works. See? And that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there was a hat of disguise involved. Mm-hmm. And there is no longer a hat Just... of disguise. <laughs> well, no, there is still a hat of disguise. You guys still have a hat of disguise. Yeah, it just someone... had an evil wig in it. Someone uh-huh. has it on their character sheet, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I thought we had destroyed and burned it, like we have most of the things in here. I can roll bluff if you'd like. <laughs> so I'm going to be having fun with spell selection. I, uh, I have picked up since I leveled up to three. I've got second level spells, so I have picked up mirror image because there's got to be more of me to go around. And finally, <laughs> uh, glitter dust because no one should be able to see. They can't see well, but they'll look spectacular. There just needs to be a whole glitter sub-school. If I can just go straight to prismatic school, the prismatic spells and the glitter spells, and I can just be the disco wizard. Oh my god. <laughs> Please make this happen. Yeah, Eddie Mercury. Oh no. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy Mercury. Oh, yes. Perfect. Ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Kathy, what's going on with you and Karak? Uh, well, um, people might not like how I level. I kind of don't put much thought into it in advance and that I don't put any thought into it in advance. <laughs> I just level <laughs> and look through my options and figure, hey, that looks good. Um, I did take selective channeling, though, since the last time we were all low on health, I could not channel energy because there was the, uh, the bad guys in the way. So that won't be a problem anymore. And as always, I upped my diplomacy skills since that is how Karak prefers to solve all his problems. I can help you out with that, buddy. With that new magic item I got last round, uh, our last session, I've got 12 to my diplomacy at this point. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Oh, level that's, three? That's better than me. That's, I know. That's upsetting. I've got 13 to perform. I, I worked on this diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Don't worry, we can um, all aid another and get epically huge diplomacy checks. I mean, that's fine, because no matter how much I have uh, to diplomacy, I'm always going to roll, like, a two, so it's mm-hmm. fine. Hey, a ten passes normal checks, so don't even fret. Yeah. It's just, yeah, um, my rolls are bad. Um, I would like to say that I also gave Lost a chance. And I watched quite a few episodes, but did not like it, and I didn't continue watching. Wait, Lost or Lost in Space? Lost in Space. Sorry, I should have clarified. (laughs) But Sexy Robot? Uh, no. (laughs) What? Oh, Oh my. First episode where he has to choose which child to abandon in a dangerous situation. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not a relatable situation, I don't know what is. Look, we've all abandoned children to dangerous wilderness scenarios, all right? Uh, I don't know. I went 13 years without abandoning any child to a dangerous situation. Yeah, and you're not, you're older than 13, I'll point out. (laughs) And that's why we didn't put my kids in your daycare. (laughs) You you didn't want, you don't want your children's 
safe from being abandoned in dangerous outdoor situations, Ryan? Is that what you're saying? I want my children to have a life, Kathy. Oh, man. <laughs> I want my children to be prepared for whatever life throws at them. I was paid to keep children safe. <laughs> I was Do not. You want to keep these children safe. Teach them how to kill and gut wildlife. Uh, I, I can't do that, so I can't teach others to do that. Still have a couple of minutes. Is there anything you are enjoying? Anything you're watching? I mean, or anything in life that you're enjoying? <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about Dice of Destiny? Oh, okay, so um, Just for Laughs. We have the Just for Laughs Festival here. And uh, we went to go see Dice of Destiny, which was basically Duns Dungeons and Dragons, well, sort of Dungeons and Dragons with improv. And man, was that ever funny. That was a very, very entertaining hour. Yeah, we had the GM on a couple of episodes of No, or on no Direction a couple of episodes ago. And uh, it, it was even better than I was expecting it to be. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of great improv. Yeah. They had two guest improvers from, I think they said Philadelphia, and they were they were great. Yeah, my favorite part. And both part. women, which yep. are my favorite part is when the barbarian who was good at calligraphy, she got a quill at one point as a gift and paper as another point as a gift. And then they had to fight a gargoyle. And uh, they just kept trying to use diplomacy on this gargoyle for one point. It tried to attack, so she said she'd use the quill. And the game master was just like, how? She's like, I'm going to draw a heart where his heart should be. Yeah. Oh. And so he called that extremely difficult, which she failed at. And then oh. she's like, I'm going to try my paper. And he's Paper like, how? Paper beats rock. Oh. She forgot she had a great axe in her defense. Yes. <laughs> Is that in her defense? Um, it's in her offense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hey, um, the best defense. Is paper. Is a good offense. It's a good offense. <laughs> um, what I have enjoyed recently, other than D&D uh, &D improv, is I'm sure what everyone is kind of sick of hearing about um, is Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Nice. And I think everyone should watch that. That was also a great hour, well spent. Is that only an hour? Yeah, it seems longer, but it's an hour. It is a densely packed hour then. It is, it is, it is, it is such a well-constructed show. I, I'm still thinking about it like weeks later. I watched it uh, when I was homesick on Sunday, just oh. lying in bed delirious. <laughs> Are you sure you watched it then? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I dreamed it. Did you Did you get all the message that was coming through, or like, yeah? Something about spinning rooms. Mm, I think maybe that wasn't the net. That you maybe watched. I'll give it another watch. Maybe. <laughs> But anyway, I do also recommend it, but your recommendation came first and was more important at this point. <laughs> Lauren, what's up with you and Lily? So, the more I think back on the adventures that she has gone through the past 12 hours in this one dungeon, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really starting to think Lily might have had some personal character development. Oh. Yeah, you know, about, about three months before this adventure started, she just got out of a very abusive relationship when her husband spontaneously died and she wasn't connected to the death at all. And, you know, she just hasn't really known friends that are there for her. And she's just been spontaneously lost in this dungeon. No idea she's going to get out. Suddenly here, 
We're at the light of this of the tunnel. We're about to get out. Only one knife was planted in her back, and the rest of you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, right. oh. maybe, maybe she can trust you all. Maybe, I, maybe I can just erase your names off the little green bottles that I had in my pocket, and you know, we'll we'll just see where this goes. Uh, the way you spontaneously lost to describe the death of her husband and us getting lost in this dungeon makes me wonder if you had something to do with us being lost in this dungeon. Uh, you know, it's easy uh, if you don't think about it. So, when I hit level 3, <laughs> uh, I didn't do it very much exciting with it. I finally took precise shot so that I don't have to hide behind everyone now. I can actually fire and be a little bit less useless. Uh, but more importantly than that... I continued to put another rank and craft delicious food. Ooh. Yes. And consider that one of my extracts is crafter's fortune. So I can brew just a little bit of a just a little bit of pickup juice. Your craft checks at plus 15. You will never eat food this good outside of my cooking in your life. Now, and is it, it craft delicious food with air quotes around it? Uh yes. Uh, mm. There's delicious, delicious. and don't don't worry about alchemy poison above it. It's the re important <laughs> one is delicious food. You will really enjoy it. Uh, as a as a toxin codexer, I really lose a lot of kind of critical stuff. Like I lose trap finding, and I lose uh, the first investigator talent. But I get some really cool stuff. Like I can modify a poison to decrease or increase the target's resistance to pain which Jeez. is interesting yeah it's very interesting so i'm gonna get like i'm gonna probably craft some really just nonsense poison that does almost nothing and use that just to deliver it like a motrin or something like oh I'm, you're in a lot of pain here drink this and they're like this tastes Bat. here here's some honey to go with it don't even worry about it sugar it'll make you feel or if we're feeling particularly evil, I can take away someone's resistance to pain, and then we can torture them very effectively. <laughs> yeah, and if oh I put that, and if I put that on a poison that lowers their wisdom, hey, we can we can get anything we want. That's basically truth serum. You know what I'm saying? It's not truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically truth serum. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> So that's where Lily's at right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Lily is endlessly fascinating. Mm. I do my best. <laughs> I am so glad that you're with us and not trying yep. to kill us simultaneously. Yep. So I mean, I borrow Lily's character sheet for uh, game unrelated purposes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and Lauren, was there anything that you wanted to shout out to or anything else you wanted to talk about? Not necessarily adventurous related? Oh, goodness, no. If you get me started, I'll just start talking about marine biology endlessly. Do not get me started. I'll just sit here patiently, and I'll roll dice for you when I am told to. Okay, are you saying no, but I'm actually supposed to get you started? Oh, no, don't get me started. You do, <laughs> okay. you do not want to hear about this. All right, then that brings us to our illustrious game master, Crystal. What's going uh, on with your life? What's going on with your impressions of Adventurous? 
All right, well, I leveled up to uh, third level GM. Uh, I don't think anybody was surprised by that. I took uh, an extra rank in Rock's Fall, Everybody Dies. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, and I picked up the feet, Silly Voices. <laughs> you already had that feat. <laughs> I get it as a bonus feat with my race. Um, but yeah, I've been having fun. Uh, it's been unexpected seeing how everybody solves the problems that are laid out and like there there is a saying in the industry no adventure survives first contact with the players and i am happy to say you have defied expectations again and again and again oh. and keeping me on my toes <laughs> you're welcome see that could um, go both ways i'm glad there's no time where there's just to you an obvious solution right in front of us and we're all just walking in circles around it <laughs> nope i i i found out a long time ago that that kind of gming will only lead to heartbreak and frustration on all parties so yes. i try to be very open and i try to be very willing to run with what the players want to do most of the time <laughs> And my dog is sitting, like, right here. Right there. Aww. That's just out of reach of the earphones. As <laughs> I can just see two little too. pupper ears poking yeah. up. Oh, so we can see it on Skype, but unfortunately I don't think the audience... Oh, oh no, now yeah, they can. you can see the pupper ears, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, this is Calamity, who has been nice enough to not bark while we film for you, ten episodes now. She does not like being held, though. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. like, this is the thanks I get. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. This... Oh, come here. Ah, you're in front of the microphone, honey. So, yeah. What a cutie. Mm -hmm. I figured everybody would want to see the corgi. Corgis are great. What else is going on in your life? <laughs> um, bunch of exciting stuff. The... Basic Heroes Handbook for Mutants and Masterminds is going to go live pre-orders tomorrow. Uh, you're going to be able to pick up physical copies of it at Gen Con, I hope, uh, if if the printer and the delivery service come through in time. Oh, is that uh, still an if? I think we're good, but we'll see. Uh, and then... Uh, the Expanse Kickstarter that Green Ronin is doing uh, just hit 100,000 while we were setting up for this episode. Oh, wow. Uh, this is the first six hours of it. Well, so, congratulations. <laughs> uh, that is that is all the amazing Steve Kenson. He's responsible for that project. I am hoping I can talk him into letting me write an adventure for it, but if not, we're at least going to have a super cool Expanse role-playing game. I am looking forward to it. I love The Expanse a lot. <laughs> hey, before we uh, before we transition out, Ryan, can I shout out to one thing? Yeah, of course. Okay. There's a, a book I just picked up last night and then read cover to cover because it was really good. It is a manga called My Brother's Husband, written by oh, Gengoro uh, Tagami. Yeah, um, it is... A fascinating examination of homosexual culture in Japan and an incredibly touching story. And uh, um, I, I completely deny crying at the end of reading it. Uh, absolutely 100%. Aww. 
Um, but it, it is fantastic, and you can get it on Amazon, and it's hardcover out there wherever you can buy a manga. I just highly recommend it. They're making it into an anime, too. Ooh, and a live-action show. So nice. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wait, if we're plugging manga we like, can I plug The Bride Was a Boy by Chi? Yes. Uh, it is a short, really giddy, fun manga that is basically a trans girl's sketch diary as she transitions and finds a husband and comes out to her family and just explains her life. And yeah, it is. there's not really a lot of drama or conflict. It is just this really sweet frenetic girl learning to be happy nice what was the title again uh it's called the bride was a boy thank you for joining us by the campsite but for now it's time to break camp and make way for adventure